the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Bible Live Quiz Show. I'm John Harrison, and I'm back here in Soapy's seat, just waiting for the master to return. But his daughter, Stacy, is here with us this week in the studio. She was she was out last week. She was on vacation. It was spring break time. She went to New Mexico and and such, and and uh, had had a good time. I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, we did. I came back with a sore throat. Right, so that has to be. Lots of we were uh, snow skiing a little and bit. And she brought so. in a wonderful, uh, nice uh, guest. I just met him tonight, but uh, Bruce Proctor is is with us. So I'll let her tell you more about him. And- uh, yeah. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, and thank you last week for um, filling in so beautifully. Dad said you were just awesome. We were actually almost into uh, um, Ruidoso, which is where we stayed, which is right. Um, nearby Ski Apache and uh, the Muscalero Reservation. And so I was kind of returning to my homelands. I had never, well, not even really returning. I don't think I had ever been. But I've grown up all my life hearing that I'm Muscalero Apache. So it was really fun to be somewhere where everything is named Muscalero Apache. Kind of get back to your roots and <laughs> Yeah, life. it really kind of was. Um, and so that was really fun. So, um, but but thank you so much, John. Truly, well, you were you were missed. In. Oh well, I missed y'all. That was uh, it, it was as we were getting in. I was going to call in, and I realized I didn't have cell reception. <laughs> and I was, I'm like, oh no, I was trying to text John and trying to get. So I uh, did you hear? You didn't get to hear any of it, did you? No, we didn't. No, get to but hear I started it. it off playing the Prepare the Way. Oh, that's my that is my favorite. That is uh, my dad. One of the songs yeah. my dad sings and. Speaking of dad, he also listened to it. Yes, he said, John, you were just awesome. And he wanted to uh, thank you all listening tonight. Thank you all who have been listening just for your prayers. He is feeling them. You know that song, Somebody's Praying? I think it's probably a 90s song. Uh, Somebody's praying, I can feel it. Sorry, my voice is pretty. Oh, I bet he can feel it. Right, exactly. I always, uh, I thought of that song so many times when I lived in Los Angeles. Um, There were many times when I thought, 
somebody's praying for me. How, how long were you out there? I was out there for about six years. Wow. Six years, yes. And I say uh, that kind of because our our guest, um, Bruce here, lived in Los Angeles for a number of years as well. So he probably relates to to needing prayers when you're in Los yeah. Angeles. But, <laughs> but um, Dad has really felt your prayers, and he's doing well. In when, I, when I talked to him on the phone, I could hear a little bit of a slur, but, right, right. but overall I could understand what he was saying. Yes. He was mm-hmm. forming clear yes. oh, thoughts yeah. and all. Yeah, isn't that neat? He, he, uh, I, I really, I mean, keep praying um, because I, I, I hope, I, I know he would love to. I think he loves nothing more truly than being able to read God's Word. Um, over the airwaves and to know that that's happening and that it's being studied and listened to and um, that it's being broadcast so publicly in this very public way and um, that's so he would love to be back and yeah that means anybody with a radio can just be flipping through the dial and go oh what is this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or even internet these days you can stream it from anywhere but Alexa yes (laughs) Alexa Playboy I will love but thank you from my dad to you all thank you so very much Um, we know that and, and truly from me, thank you. There's a lot to be praying for and to bring bringing before the Lord these days, including things that are happening in your own life. So to even have uh, any little bit of time from your lips to the throne of our Creator is just what a treasure and what an honor. Um, so that being said, that I would love to introduce and talk a little bit more about Bruce and with Bruce, um, a dear friend of my parents who have served alongside in ministry out at Lackland Air Force Base. Bruce is a former airman as as well, retired now, and uh, not retired. Okay, oh, see, this is <laughs> Bruce. That's what okay. is a little of your story? So you came, uh, I think I know you came to San Antonio about 2000. 2010, so about 13 years ago. But you were born. Where were you born, and what's I was your story? Born in Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, so you're a Texan. Yes, I am. <laughs> but then you went to from there, California. Is that right? Yes, uh, my grew family moved there when I was nine. So wow. I grew up uh, during my formative years, if you will, in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, California, where I finished junior high and high school. So wow. Which high school did you go to? I went to David Starr Jordan High School in Watts. Okay. That's where I lived. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were there. When? What years? Sorry, I hope this does If you're comfortable with this. Sure. What no years problem. were that? What years was that? Uh, oh, I graduated in 1965. In The same okay. year the riot took place. Wow. So I do you remember? It. I mean, yes. do you remember all of it? I, most of it, yes. Oh, wow. yes. I, I didn't participate, but I right, right. witnessed it, and yeah. uh, it was very uh, oh. scary. To, oh, sure. Uh, to be there. Mm-hmm. What was was there any feelings of uh, similar? I mean, recently we've kind of gone, and maybe mm-hmm. it's a cyclical thing in every culture and kind of every maybe mm-hmm. even generation mm-hmm. where there's upheaval and there's a. Sure. Did it, how was the feeling sort of lately with the, that? with what happened in the 60s? Well, it's, it's the same thing, like you said, cyclical. Mm. It just sort of happens over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tension there between whites and blacks. Mm. Uh, and so it was, you can say, a race riot, mm-hmm. per se. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Watts um, really got the blunt of it in mm. terms of the destruction and, and right. people getting killed. I believe 12 people were killed. Mm. Uh, but it didn't start in Watts. Uh, when I, that was the... Um, when I saw the news report uh, about the riot, they said it started in Watts. It started about maybe about a mile or so, maybe more than that, uh, south 
west of Watts, ah, okay. not in Watts, but it ended up in Watts, uh, you know. Right. But anyway, um, it was it was really gruesome, and uh, mm. I um, uh, I just felt so unsafe. Sure. And uh, I drove, I was mm. driving my car down the street one day, and I ended up behind some National Guards in a truck, mm. and the National Guardsmen looked looked at me. One guy got his, I guess his M16, and pointed it right at me. Oh. And so when I got to the next curve, I could, you know, corner, I could make a turn, so I turned to get away. <laughs> right. but they, I could understand they were afraid. Sure. And right. so they didn't want to uh, take a chance, and I didn't want to take a chance of getting shot for nothing, right. so I turned the other way. Wow. Yeah. So this, now how were your parents, how were your parents, was it in your, did you have siblings, and how was yeah. your family? Well, they were safe, because uh, okay. my mother and father divorced, so my mother raised me, mm. me and my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they were safe. Mm -hmm. um, my sister came and stayed at the house with us. Okay. So we were we were secure. But wow. Going to the store was dangerous. Was That's your oh wow? Just any stepping out your door oh, reminds yes. me in a little way. I mean, this is a little bit more in your face, but there's that line that Frodo Baggins. And uh, right, the Lord of the Rings, so you're just stepping out your door is, is right. an adventure. And it's a, exactly. Oh, but um, so were you, was your family, was your mother a Christian or were you, uh, at that time or no. what was their walk with the Lord? Okay. No, and what about my you? Mother, uh, no, no, okay. I wasn't a Christian. I didn't become a Christian until uh, three years after I finished high school and I was in the Air Force at the wow. time. It was back in 1968. June 16th. Oh, June 16th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been in the Air Force about two years. Okay, and mm -hmm. what made you make the decision to go into the Air Force? Well, oh, um, that's I right. Actually, the time, the timing. Yes, yes. Sure. Uh, uh, many guys were getting drafted. Mm -hmm. I was in my uh, freshman year in college at Los Angeles City College, and um, I had friends who were getting drafted. So right. I got a letter to go get a physical. And that was the first step. Oh. You'd get a letter to go get a physical. So I got my letter to go get a physical, and mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to get drafted because I was in top shape. I was running track. I wanted to go to the six-day Olympics, so I kept myself in good shape. Wow. You know, and my performance was getting real good. So, well, so anyway, when I got the letter, I said, I'm not going to go and take the physical. I'm just going to go down to the recruiting office and join. Wow. And that's what I did on August 14th, 1966. Wow. <laughs> and so then you went, you came here. Uh, to Lackland Air Force Base. I came Base. here to Lackland for my basic training. For your training. basic training. And then from here, they sent me to Vandenberg Air Force, Force wow. Air Force Base in California, uh, 150 miles north of my hometown. <laughs> you know, right back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What is, and then, uh, and so what was a little bit of uh, your, I, I had thought maybe it was, um, so out at Lackland mm -hmm. now, uh, where you serve and have ministry, not I guess as an airman anymore, but right. mm -hmm. um, I'm doing the religious education, the Protestant religious education is what mm -hmm. it's called, but really it's a, almost like Sunday school, but I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, it's I such a it. one, yes. it, it really mm -hmm. is, um, and I know Dad has talked about it a little mm -hmm. bit to all of you out there who've um, been listening, but it is really, it's just sharing the gospel, sharing the good mm -hmm. news with the trainees, and it, um, I always... Truly, the, that first week, especially with first weekers who haven't even necessarily been issued their boots yet, you know, yeah. they're in their tennis shoes still and they're fresh, mm -hmm. freshly um, on base. And um, but we tell them, you know, we play that first video and then we just start sharing the good news. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's hardly ever a dry eye in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is just so precious. It mm -hmm. just kind of shows, you know, when a heart sort of is humble and open and and. I mean, mm -hmm. God moves, and he moves 
So it reminds me, I always think of it, that, um, have you ever heard that poem, The um, Hound of Heaven, right? I've heard, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I know it's a very, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old English poem, and so mm-hmm. to listen to all of it's a little burdensome, but the very last uh, verse in, uh, in Charleston Heston does a reading of it on YouTube, (laughs) but it's, uh, the idea is, you know, we're running and we're running because we're just afraid of, of who's pursuing us. And then he finally is just too exhausted and he lets whatever is pursuing. He just, he falls and lets whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, consume him. And he realizes that it's love. It's love. It's God himself. It's love who, yeah. who gets Amen. him, right? Well, that's what happened to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I felt God was pursuing me. I uh-huh. uh, had no idea uh, that he was leading me to where I would hear the gospel mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so clearly. Uh, I've heard preachers preach and so forth and mention Jesus, even mention death and resurrection, but it didn't impact me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so the Lord led me to a little satellite church in this little town near Vandenberg named Lompoc. Some people pronounce it Lompoc. Yes. It's L-O-M-P-O-C. Yes. But we said Lompoc. But anyway, okay. um, the Lord led me to that church, and uh, the minister was mm-hmm. real nice. He was young. I was 21. He was 24. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and after I was there for about a month, uh, he took me over his house and set me in the living room with him while I sat down with him. And mm-hmm. uh, he gave me the gospel. He, had, mm-hmm. he said, where are you going when you die? I said, well, I hear, I hear a lot of people say they're going to go to heaven. I said, but to be honest, I can't say it. He said, I appreciate yeah. your honesty. And he took me yeah. through what you call the Roman road. Yes. You know, John 3, 16, yes. Romans 3, 23, Romans 3, 23. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, then Romans yes. 10. My and son just did a project on the Roman road. Is that right? Yes. And one of the, as he goes to a little classical Christian school and mm-hmm. they encouraged him to, right. why do we call, you know, the Roman road? And, mm-hmm. and then we did the whole Roman okay. road as well. Yeah. How yeah. neat. And that, so. yes. Wow. Yes. And so, and then, and that was it, you knew? Yeah. To... Yeah. He, he popped the question. He said, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he said, do you want to believe? I said, I said, well, you made it sound so simple. I, I don't see why not. <laughs> and we got on our knees and I prayed and, mm-hmm. and asked the Lord to save me and come into my life. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, thank him for dying for my sins and mm-hmm. resurrecting from the dead. I didn't, I got up not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew what I'd done. Uh, but, uh, I could experience my, <clears throat> my connection with the Lord and my growth as I continue to attend church and hear mm-hmm. the word. Mm-hmm. And then in my private life, I studied the word. I just, mm-hmm. as I always say, took a nosedive into the word. Mm-hmm. And that really opened my eyes and mm-hmm. gave me a lot of strength and, and, and uh, wisdom to uh, sure. to live day by day in the Air Force. It's not an easy right. life <laughs> to no, live. Back then, guys were getting on drugs and <clears throat> there was a lot of things going on that were, you know, mm-hmm. very ungodly. So sure. God, this was in the, what what year was this now? This was in, this was in 1968. This is in the 60s, mm, yeah. still in the 68. Yeah. So it was a challenge, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, <clears throat> what was important to me was to be around strong Christians, stay mm-hmm. in the Word, you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, also share my faith. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that was oh. early on. I had a friend who would come get me and take me with him to go door to door, knocking on the doors. And the first experience scared me to death. I said, <laughs> the, the person came to the door and he just witnessed to them. So after about two months, I said, let me try it. Wow. <laughs> and I started witnessing it. But I found out that I, that's what made, well, I started really reading the Bible because to witness, you need to know scripture. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know what to yeah. say. So I knew the plan of salvation, but they would ask questions that I couldn't answer based mm-hmm. on scripture. So I really started reading scripture. So mm-hmm. by the time I, I went to a college to uh, take, you know, courses in, in the Bible, 
uh, I had already learned quite a bit you know, from Scripture because I even got mm-hmm. books right. by good Bible scholars and read that. Mm-hmm. So when I went to school and uh, the professor was teaching subjects that were talking about things I already knew, I mm-hmm. said, praise God. So, right. <laughs> but it and was still a learning experience. Sure, and yeah. isn't it wonderful to mm-hmm. study into with with a group, with a community, with people oh, yes. that are like-minded and that are as, mm-hmm. as intent on really learning and understanding yeah. um, scripture mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. people and God's sure. people. Sure. Um, that reminds me today in our uh, our sermon today, we're going through Galatians, and our pastor just mentioned that he had a friend that went to Harvard um, Divinity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Harvard is very different. Yes. <laughs> it's, that's not, <laughs> it's more... Um, is spiritual than it is right yeah. and uh, and so knowing that though but but this man that that went through it was a true believer I mean he mm-hmm. loves Jesus and mm-hmm. um, so he just was happened to be going to and um, so he, he would ask now how do you stay so rooted and how do you stay true mm-hmm. to God's word and to Jesus and to in, in the midst of so much uh, really smart people you know at sure. least it's really smart um, <laughs> that are so off base and are you know, yeah. and he goes well <clears throat> it's really not that complicated um, I go every day and I hear what they have to say mm-hmm. and what they're offering mm-hmm. and then I go home and I read God's word mm-hmm. and I know what Jesus offers Amen. me and I choose Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I choose Jesus. Yeah. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I love what you said. It's so simple. <laughs> you know, is that it? Yeah. I just, just believe I just that. And it, it really, mm-hmm. it is. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, Another scripture that comes to me quite a bit, Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then mm-hmm. you are my disciples mm-hmm. indeed. And um, and you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Mm-hmm. So uh, I experienced that, mm-hmm. you know. And, yes, I've gone, I've gone to good schools, though. I went to Westmont College in I Santa Barbara. I have a good friend that um, also went to Westmont, yeah, played basketball uh, up there. My mm-hmm. favorite uh, professor was Dr. Robert Gundry. He's a mm-hmm. real scholar of mm-hmm. New Testament, and mm-hmm. he taught me Greek. Um, and I called him recently. He's 90 years old. And I, wow. I asked him, did he remember me? He said, no. So I sent him my picture. He, he, and I called him back. He said, oh, yeah, I remember you now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes but, it takes yeah, that. Yeah, right. He was, he was great. So oh. so going to Westmont, I'm um, with Oklahoma Christian. Oklahoma okay. Christian has a Church of Christ school, okay. which I'm not Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they did have good teachers. And so I, like like the guy who went to Harvard, uh-huh. you know, what they said was good, but I knew how to separate the bones from right. the meat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, and then I went to Dallas Seminary, um, and that was a great experience. God, was oh, wonderful right. professors there that taught. And so that's what brought you, let's see, back to Dallas. So that mm-hmm. was, and so at that point, you had you were out of the Air Force, or yes, yes, so that, okay. yes, I got out of the Air Force in 1970. Okay. And when I moved back to Dallas uh, from Tennessee, that was in 1977. Okay, mm-hmm. and I know I should know this. But I said retired from the Air Force, and we said no. no. What is the difference now? So if you and I, I know this is Military City USA. Sure. I should, <laughs> but <laughs> no I'll problem. be. But for we, you know, we are such a growing city. Mm-hmm. There probably are maybe there's somebody listening out there that also doesn't quite know the distinction. So, uh, why would you say you were not retired from the Air Force? Because I I got a discharge. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. And, um, um, <clears throat> But that, uh, that, and that's a, but that's a normal, I mean, that's a, 
You have that choice, though, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, could, I thought about staying mm-hmm. because I made rank every year. Okay. Uh, every year I got a stripe. In fact, I made rank Honestly. above guys who were in before me. Oh, wow. And that caused a lot of tension. You were doing, <laughs> I mean, you were doing, you were a wonderful airman. It mm-hmm. was right after I became a believer, yes, mm-hmm. and I you know, really committed my life to Christ. So, uh, But I didn't mistreat the guys that I ranked, you know. Oh, but no, right. They, oh, they no, could sure. not believe that I came in and I was under rank, under yes. their rank, and then all of a sudden I'm over them. Yes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, so I was tempted to stand because of that, and I figured that if I stayed, in, I'd want to go to um, <coughs> officer training school. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to stay in, then I'm as well get commissioned. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, but I got out because I wanted more liberty to go to school and do things the yes. Lord would have me to do. Oh, that's yeah, neat. The that's mm-hmm. wonderful. And I just love though how it's full circle, and now you get to be back at Lackland, but now doing the ministry. Um, yeah. It's kind of a both. Wor- it's kind of a both worlds. It's really yeah. strange because mm-hmm. uh, at the first. Uh, time I came to Lackland, I was uh, in basic training. I was mm-hmm. airman basic, we call it back yeah. then. The second time I had an association with Lackland was as a substitute teacher. I substitute teach sometimes wow. <laughs> at the Lackland Independent School District. And now I'm going to teach with crew and teach mm-hmm. the basic trainees. Mm-hmm. So uh, I often think of that. It's okay. amazing how the Lord worked it out. God, God won't let you leave. There's a, you're meant to be here. Can't get maybe away. I have, maybe I should have stayed in. Huh? <laughs> no, somehow. You know, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. That does remind me that that is so very like him, though, isn't it, to mm-hmm. kind of send send away mm-hmm. and then come back and then send out mm-hmm. and then sort of come back to that home, you know, <laughs> whatever that home base may be. It might not always be an actual place, mm-hmm. but he, <laughs> I feel like does that. Sorry, I've That's got okay. this cough, but well, we have about three minutes, okay. I think, before our next break, but Bruce, thank you so much for sharing your, that, that story with us. Sorry, I hope mm-hmm. some of the questions that he did not have, uh, he did not know what I was going to ask, and so I really appreciate um, the honesty and just the humility. I mean, you are a you are a well versed, literally versed man. You have uh, lived a lot of a lot of life, and and yet you're so willing to come and to just be here and sit and you know hum- be humble and just share your story. And, and I think that that is so true to scripture um as far as the people of god and who uh responds to god you know we, this past week we um finished up the book of luke and then we also started first samuel and of course first samuel there's a lot of characters um there's hannah there's hannah's husband there's eli there's of course then samuel there's eli's sons and then of course you get saul and david and you get all of these, and then you even have Israel, and you have the Philistines. You have the Ark. There's a lot sort of happening. And sometimes I'm very tempted to kind of see these different characters. And perhaps Scripture is even putting it forth in this way, but to, you know, asking us to take a look and maybe try and see ourselves exactly. in them and see kind of a character um, study. Mm-hmm. And time and again, I think what I come to when uh you know when you start like oh i hope i'm not saul or i hope i'm not you know i hope i'm not um phineas and you know yeah. uh, um and i i think uh humility just that that humility before the lord is over and again the uh, the, the the character quality mm-hmm. when it comes to 
uh, a person's relationship with the Lord. I mean, I guess that is a, maybe that's something. Bottom maybe line, that's a job. Big. Say, bottom line. <laughs> bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. is being humble before a Creator mm-hmm. and saying, "Yes, I do need you." So, anyway, I just appreciate um, appreciate that so much. And, and you, we, uh, you are listening to the Bible Live. I'm filling in still for my dad, so this is not Soapy Dollar. This is his daughter Stacy, and uh, our guest host here tonight, Bruce Proctor, who's just wonderful. Thank you for being here. We are going this past week. We finished up Luke, um, and of course the beautiful um, story of of Jesus's uh, the his crucifixion, the resurrection, and according to Luke. And then we went back into the Old Testament and read um, the first couple chapters of First Samuel. If you do, we'll probably go ahead and get into the readings this next segment and maybe even have some questions for anyone. If you would like to call in, the number is 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. If you have any questions for um, Bruce here tonight or for myself or... I know my dad is listening. If you wanted to say anything to dad, um, that would be wonderful. We would love to hear from you. So f- please feel free. And uh, and I can't wait to get into Luke. We do have Easter coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 9th this year is, is Easter. I think that... day after my birthday. Oh, I'm, <laughs> oh, so I'm sure Easter has fallen on your birthday then before in some yes. points, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm always jealous of April, late March and April birthdays because they get to have Easter. Um, well, And I think also is your anniversary. Is that right? Uh, my anniversary is on the... I've seen dreams in the Eighteenth, so it's a big month for you. Yes, yes. My wife's birthday is on the sixteenth. <laughs> oh my, a lot. Well, we will be right back after this break. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to drshelton.com or call 590-7878-78. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Holiness, yes, you've come to the Bible Live Quiz Show. I'm John Harrison, sitting in Sophie's seat tonight, getting very privileged to be listening to our special guest tonight, Bruce Proctor, and of course our lovely host, or sometimes co-host if Sophie's here, but she's host tonight. Yes, yes, Stacy. John. 
Uh, you always choose the best songs. I, I will, John will call and, you know, what, where are we? And I'll let him know which scripture, which verse, or which uh, book. And he just, uh, he just always chooses the best songs. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Uh-huh. I'll let that play a little bit. And holiness, um, such a, uh, uh, of course, throughout Scripture, I mean, such a wonderful theme. I think sometimes holiness scares us a little bit, maybe rightfully so. Um, but, uh, but, boy, when you really capture what holiness means and, and how we're called to be holy and what holiness, the impact of holiness in a, in a broken, hurting world. I mean, holiness is really in many ways associated with healing and with, uh, and, uh, with uh, a coming together. And uh, anyway, I just thank you for that song again, and especially when we get into talking about the book of um, Samuel. I think holiness was a theme that Dad um, brought out in the readings this week. And so if, you're listen- if you listen to the readings, we'll talk a little bit about that. But I think we have a very special caller on the line. Um, a dear friend, let's see, Jackie, are you there? Dude, we can't hear you yet, but I think we're going to get you in just a moment. Jackie? Oh, she might have dropped off. Oh, Jackie. Well, if you are still listening, Jackie, call back in um, 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. But we are here with our guest, um, Bruce Proctor. Uh, If you missed that first segment, oh, hopefully you can go back and listen to it on a podcast somewhere because it's just been so neat to hear your story, to hear your life. What a fascinating life. What a time to have, I mean, you've lived, boy, through the 60s, to be in high school in the 60s, and um, in Watts, I mean, in California, in Watts, and then uh, in the Air Force, and kind of, and then to seminary, and then come back here to Lackland. Um, It's just uh, wonderful. So thank you for being here. This past week uh, for the readings, and you can go to BibleLive.com or the BibleLive.com and listen. Uh, if it's about 20, 25-minute reading every week evening or whenever, actually, you'd like. But if you read uh, or listen every weekday, then uh, in one year you will have listened and gotten through the entire Bible. And so we invite you to do that. You can start at any point, and, uh, and then a year later you will have gotten through it. And so this past week we uh, read um, the end of Luke and started in First Samuel. I love, of course, getting into these chapters in Luke and any of the Gospels. Um, of course, we're, we're coming up on on the the uh, what is it the culmination the uh, in a, in literary the denouement is that what it's called <laughs> it's the it's the big moment this is it um, it's the it's the cross yes. and uh, and then of course him conquering death conquering that last enemy and the celebration that that is of course we're coming up on celebrating that um, Easter but I'll say Bruce what are some of your you know with Luke. I guess what are your you know thoughts on Luke? What do you appreciate in Luke in terms of this distinction between him and the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John? And uh, and what are I guess we'll start with that. What are you What do you like about Luke? What are you going to say to Luke someday when you meet him in heaven? Thanks for writing this down, Luke. <laughs> well, we can, yes, uh, thank him for that. And Luke did 
uh, extensive research mm -hmm. to write his gospel as well as his, the book of Acts. Uh, he was a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And so I can appreciate how God used this well-educated man <clears throat> excuse me, mm -hmm. to um, write the gospel. And, of course, Luke uh, was the uh, only Gentile yes. of the four That's writers right. of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And um, he wrote, I believe, primarily to uh, present Jesus as the uh, the son of man yeah oh. and jesus of course in, in luke he's he's uh he has portions that are not in other gospels but he is his gospel is among what's it's called the synop synoptic gospel yeah. the same gospel so mm -hmm. um <clears throat> now i was reading before i came the uh, 24th chapter uh and um i i always read that chapter with a special uh uh, let's say a uh, special look at it because uh, yeah. in that Jesus said in uh, Luke 24 44 read it yeah go ahead and read it for us if you don't mind if you have it yes he said he said to the disciples uh, this is what I told you while I was still with you mm. everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law that's the Torah the prophets and the Psalms, that's the complete Old Testament. It's called the Tanakh mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. And T for Torah, Nakh for prophets, Navim, and of course the, uh, the writings, uh, uh, the uh, Ketuvim, the writings. So Jesus is saying that he fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies mm -hmm. and writings, and he fulfilled the law, of course. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something we can't do, but he did it. And he said that, uh, he told them that. Then verse 45, he said, then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. I would have loved to be there <laughs> all right. to get uh, to get all the, I you know have gone to school quite a bit, but Jesus did it. It seems in just a few moments. Right. <laughs> he opened their minds right. to understand all the scriptures. Isn't and isn't that uh, the how profound it is that on one hand, yes, the the understanding, the culmination, I think, of that understanding was mm -hmm. they were faced to the face with yes, him yes. it's because i am scriptures <laughs> it's because Everything. you know me yes yes, yes oh yes. that john, is beautiful john five thirty nine. jesus told the uh, scribes and pharisees he said search the scriptures mm. in them you think you have eternal life because they were depending upon the law they were depending upon the works right. you say in them you think you have eternal life but they are they that testify of me in other words you should see me hear me know me based on the scriptures and I just love that. I tied that in with this here. Yes, and so uh, <clears throat> he, uh, he opened their understanding. And then it says in verse 46, he told them, this is what is written. There again, he's referring to the scriptures. The, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Now, all nations, not just Jews now. That's right. Mm -hmm. Not just Israel, but all nations, all Gentiles. Mm -hmm. um, uh, beginning at Jerusalem, of course, the Jew first, as Paul says in mm -hmm. Romans 1. And he said, you are witnesses of these things. Mm -hmm. So they were to be witnesses, and they were. Uh, Acts 1, you're going to be witnesses if you get the power of the Holy Spirit. And, of course, the church started on the day of Pentecost, and the gospel was to go out from there, from Jerusalem, uh, Judea, Samaria, and other mm -hmm. most parts of the world. So um, you see that pattern you know, mm -hmm. in the scriptures. And uh, I believe today the church should still be spreading the gospel mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. often think of model of what, what's a model church biblically 
Uh, I look at Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 40, all mm-hmm. the way down to 47. It talks about they're praying, they're in Scripture, they're mm-hmm. fellowship, and they're having communion and so forth. The last part is God is adding to the church those that are being saved. In other words, they're, evangel- they're uh, involved in evangelism, right. taking the word out. Right. And so the pr- my hope and prayer is that churches would get back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. the church is not doing its part, then we can't expect society mm. or country to, to go in the right direction. Yeah. You know, we need to influence our country, not let the country influence us. Right, you know? right. Yeah. That's an interesting two things, I guess, quick thoughts on what you said and, and so wonderful that we're doing a, speaking, I guess, of Pentecost and of that moment um, in Acts and um, we're doing a Bible study in Genesis right now, mm-hmm. uh, Nancy Guthrie's book and or yeah. the promised one is the but it's on Genesis, and uh, there's that moment, in, of course, in Babel, mm-hmm. and how they were not, they weren't spreading out. They were maybe being fruitful, and they were multiplying, but they weren't filling the earth. <laughs> they were wanting to come together, and mm-hmm. at that moment, they were all together, and they were speaking the same language, mm-hmm. and they were ultimately trying to use that for Pat to to. to gain power for themselves, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. of course, we know having God scrambled the languages and forced them to separate and to spread out. Mm-hmm. And then you see in Pentecost, though, mm-hmm. kind of that the same, but uh, same in that they were all together, mm-hmm. um, but they were speaking the same uh, the same languages mm-hmm. in such a similar setting. But in this case, they had come together to glorify God. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, their hearts were, uh, and and God, again the languages, yes. spread, mm-hmm. but they it didn't confuse. They were no. understanding one another, and that speaks yeah. same to that similar to mm-hmm. that understanding yes. with with Christ, with God, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. There is an openness and a wisdom and understanding, mm-hmm. even despite the confused languages of Acts, and and then they took that and they were able to go. And to exactly. and to fill mm-hmm. the earth mm-hmm. and to multiply and that's not necessarily I mean that's multiplication in terms of the gospel sharing the good news sure. and bringing others into the knowledge of who Christ is and what He's done for them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I thought that was a really neat. I had not seen those. I had not read Babel and mm-hmm. um, Pentecost yeah, together yeah, side by side. Yeah. Maybe. One was a judgment. Right. Yes, that's right. One <laughs> the was other a was a blessing. Was a blessing. Yeah, the, the empowerment of the yes. believers. But the, the, yeah, the, um, um, that's right. Babel was a, a judgment. That's right. The people want to get together and establish their own empire. In fact, that's the mm-hmm. second time Genesis said God came down to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Sodom and Gomorrah, he came down. He said, I'm going to go see what's going on. Now, in Genesis, God came down and said, now look what they're doing. Oh, if they're doing this, wow. what else are they going to do? They're going to mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. to go on their own and try to build their own empire. Mm-hmm. So God says, okay, I'll scatter them. And he mm-hmm. scattered their language as well. That was a judgment. Mm-hmm. Pentecost was a blessing. And and another thing about Pentecost, on that day when the people spoke those languages, 15 different nations were there. And they all heard the same thing <laughs> from 15 different nations right. on the day of Pentecost. And so, um, so that's... And, and it said that these people were speaking the wonderful works of God. That's what they heard. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is amazing how God, yeah, mm. standable on that day. That's and right. 15 different nations understood it. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, you know, and, and that same, I guess, like joy and excitement. You mentioned something when you were sharing uh, your testimony and your story uh, in the first segment. 
you're going to door to door, yes. <laughs> knocking on the. And mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times when people do think evangelism or sharing the gospel, you know, it is kind of this. It's a little bit scary. And even you said, you know, it took a couple months oh, before you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is some of your advice when it comes to? Well, one, I think as far as the model church, I mean, hopefully, you know, we we have wonderful give give. Encourage your pastors. Pray for your pastors because our right. pastors are our shepherds. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they are who are helping to lead and to encourage our, the elders of the church mm-hmm. to uh, the deacons are meant to, you know, help you in that. And so I think first and foremost, you know, your, your pastor and um, go to them and, and seek counsel on how can I, you know, share my own. And, and of course, in prayer, Lord, help me and give me opportunities mm-hmm. to, to share your and I would say, too, if you have a heart that is that way, you probably already are sharing the, the Lord with others. You might not even necessarily know it. But I have talked with dear friends about this uh, very thing. I remember even growing up, you know, of course, I mean, my dad is soapy dollar. So yeah. we would be in grocery stores and every single checkout. Did you know that God loves you? And yep. I'm like, oh, yes, dad. Yes. <laughs> but um, and so I, oh, yes, <laughs> everybody he meets, yeah. which is wonderful. I mean, I always loved it, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, I get a little shy and embarrassed and stuff. And I remember even asking him, um, how, how, what is that? How is how does that work? <laughs> what What is our calling? What is my particular calling? And I don't know. Maybe talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about um, about about that sharing sharing the word with um, with people that that don't know, uh, and and even maybe younger generations, especially, sure. mm-hmm. um, which are, you know, just in our mind, or what we you know, think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do you? What have you come to? What is the wisdom um, from you in regards to? Well, um, I've been um, Christian education. I've been into that training. Mm-hmm. And what I see is a lack of training. <clears throat> I've, I've sh- just a lack of training and sharing yes. the gospel. Okay? Yes, yes. Evangelism training is, to me, very important. Well, okay. um, yeah. <clears throat> now, that's not to say people who don't have the training can't witness. Right. But they need to be able to clearly present the gospel. Mm-hmm. And know, know what the gospel is, how to explain it in simple terms. Right. Jesus loves you and gave his life for your sins and mm-hmm. rose again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, be able to share scriptures. Like someone shared the Roman road with me, well, the pastor did. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and just be uh, uh, courteous and kind. And, mm-hmm. you know, and remember that the, um, yeah, praying first mm-hmm. and realizing the Holy Spirit is indwelling you and using That's you. Right. And Jesus mm-hmm. said you're going to receive power so you can be witnesses. Mm-hmm. So, but all of this comes with training. Mm-hmm. And I can uh, Peter and the others there, they were training the people in the word of God. And, of right. course, the last verse, verse 47, Acts 2, says they, uh, God was adding to the church daily, such as those that were being saved. So <clears throat> I think the training is uh, is very important. Mm-hmm. And this is something that um, leaders, church leaders need to do. If they're not doing it, <clears throat> to me, that's unfortunate because they're neglecting what God is calling them to do. Right, equipping and people. Exactly, that's mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. So, And then with that, encourage them to go out and um, someone who is um, able to go out. Like I went out with a, with a brother who's experienced, and uh, he took me out. And like, like I said, Paul and Timothy. Paul exactly. and Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, 
So yeah, take some, take them out. Mm -hmm. uh, choose a day. We mm -hmm. used to go out on Thursday nights, believe it or not, mm -hmm. and knock on doors. Uh, <laughs> this is back. This is back in Lompoc. Right. And and then of course another church I worked at, we went out on Saturday mornings. But uh, so you, they need training. Uh, how to clearly present the gospel, mm -hmm. be aware that the Holy Spirit is going to use them. This is the, mm -hmm. what the Spirit is here for. And then in the Explo 72 yes. uh, convention, I'm sure your dad remembers that. It was back in 72. Well, Billy Graham and Bill Bright were over it. Mm -hmm. But we went out every day and witnessed. Mm -hmm. Went out mm -hmm. every day. And we yeah. did the training, and then we went out. So I think that's those are, those are very important things that, that needs to be done. Train. Right and encouragement to go out and then take them out with you to, to, right. to witness. And there's a lot, not just in neighborhoods. You can go downtown. You can go right. um, on parks, public parks. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of places where people need to go. And I think with that, I mean, just like with anything, um, but there is such a confidence, I think, and especially yes. with the truth of the gospel. I mean, mm -hmm. and I think people would be more surprised than, than, than anything <laughs> that there is a hunger I think there really mm -hmm. is a hunger. I mean, there might be a, have you ever had, I remember dad telling me one time, nobody, nobody doesn't want to hear that they're loved. And <laughs> um, they might, you know, kind of flush it off or, or be a little, but, um, you know, he said, Stacy, you're telling them God, the creator of the universe loves them. And I, I mean, they might not believe you, <laughs> Well, the, but, yeah. but it's, and, and you have to also remember that, yeah, the Holy Spirit is working and active, and that, I mean, mm -hmm. God wants them and is pursuing and wooing them mm -hmm. even more than you. So he's he's on your side helping yeah. you. But you know, Stacy, you even need to explain what love is. Oh, nowadays. that's true. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because Anymore. someone mm -hmm. who is, let's say, living a sinful life, mm -hmm. and you say God loves you. Oh, God loves me, so I can just keep living a sinful right, life. Right. You need to explain to them what that means, mm -hmm. that God loves them. Um, <clears throat> I teach a class at the church. I'm not born with that love. We have the other uh, aspects of love. We have stargate love. Stargate mm -hmm. love, that's natural affection. We have filial love, friendship Fatale. love, mm -hmm. er, uh, uh, eros, uh, romantic. romantic love. Mm -hmm. But we're not born with agape love. That mm -hmm. love comes to us when we accept Christ as Savior. Mm -hmm. uh, Romans 5, 5 says, The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit comes in believers. Who, who God has given to us yet in our hearts. So uh, we have to explain to them that uh, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Yes, but there's something you must do. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God's mm -hmm. love is not to encourage you to, uh, it's not a license for you to right. continue in sin, but right. God wants to deliver you from that sin. Mm. And so, uh, so really, uh, you, you mentioned young people. I believe young people really want to know the truth. They're yes. open to it. Mm -hmm. They're hungry for it. Mm -hmm. But they're not getting it, unfortunately, in many churches. Mm -hmm. And certainly not getting it in school. Mm -hmm. But I believe they're hungry for it. And I've, I've seen culture them really anymore. Exactly. I mean, yeah. They're getting the opposite. Yeah. yeah, but I believe they would really listen when they are told the truth. And I mm -hmm. find that they, they want to know more about Scripture. But then also go right away to um, Genesis 1 and 1. I want to mm -hmm. teach them that everything was created. Evolution is a lie right, because right. it's spread like wildfire. Which is also good news. Wouldn't you yes. rather it be created? Exactly. I mean, actually, I mean, would you, you rather? Think you come from an animal? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. what I find is that uh, when it comes to it, people want the good news to be the good news. We yes. should all want it mm -hmm. to be true. And uh, and then if, if if we start with that, wanting it to be true, and mm -hmm. um, then what a wonderful thing to realize. It is true. Yes. That's a very, I think that's actually a very C.S. 
Is that a very C.S. Lewis? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. we what we what we want to be true is actually true. That it, mm-hmm. uh, it is true. Uh, yes, and what a celebration and what a joy that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all want heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. And one day we'll realize it is a reality. Heaven is a. It is a. And true, you can believe it now. Yes, and we can <laughs> believe it now, and we can mm-hmm. live in 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 that. Uh, um, Maybe this is kind of a a good. So we've got Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this though is kind of a good segue. We've got five minutes left on this segment, and we'll be going into next segment uh, talking a little bit about Samuel. Okay. And you know, Samuel. I think the things, some of the things, and when it comes to sort of, uh, we're talking about God's. I guess probably it's God's love and his justice and mm-hmm. those needing to be reconciled mm-hmm. and how the cross, Jesus perfectly reconciled those two things. It was God loved us so much that he didn't want to destroy us, mm-hmm. but God is holy and uh, perfect and he had to deal with sin. Mm-hmm. And so his justice and it all came together on the cross. Right. And uh, and so that is the good news of, of Luke and think let's see what else also reminded me a little bit of what you were you were saying well can't quite remember that thought but in Samuel you know as I so you've kind of got though this now all of us sort of um so you know well, love means I can do whatever I want and uh, there is no um versus legalism you know we kind of go between these two right. where there are no rules and there's no mm-hmm. law whatsoever <laughs> or hyper lawful and hyper legalistic mm-hmm. and um in Samuel you know I, I mean and and uh, Eli's sons uh I don't know that I had maybe it's because maybe because these days I just feel like I'm not getting my diet down very well I'm eating too much sugar I don't know what it is but you know when it came to the sacrifices one of the they liked to take the animal mm-hmm. meat and they wanted to take the best parts and roast it because yes. it's good and keep mm-hmm. the fat because they liked ribeye, yeah. you know, they wanted like a marbly meat. Right. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. kind of silly, but th- mm-hmm. that's probably really good. That's like the best part. They and um, probably overweight like their dad, overweight like their dad. <laughs> Food was a thing kind of. Yeah. And you just sometimes think, you know, well, what is that balance there? And mm-hmm. what is it? You know, why was Anyway, maybe let's talk a little bit about that when we come back Mm -hmm. and how do we, you know, Chuck Colson wrote that book. I don't know if you, how now shall we live? Oh, that was uh, Francis Schaeffer. Well, you know what, was it Francis? So, Mm -hmm. so Chuck did a, he did one too. He did. I, he must've, because people have said that to me every time I say Chuck Colson, they say that was Francis Schaeffer and I'm sure that they, but, um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did one. How now shall I live? Or maybe it was a part two, okay. but okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it next time. I actually almost gave it away as a prize <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, but I've only actually read snippets. I haven't read the whole way through. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I do think that we have scripture, you know, and and um, but then the day to day, and sometimes we'll read a book like Samuel, and I think there's wonderful in terms of character, uh, a character study, and how to best honor the Lord and how mm-hmm. to, um, sometimes it can be, well, well, they did this, but I have a problem. I, I struggle with that. Am I going to be like Eli said, you know, from, 
uh, who are who's our dear blessed assurance, Fanny Fanny uh, Crosby. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe there's a blessed assurance there that I need um, when reading Samuel. But um, anyway, well, I, this is Stacy. I'm filling in for my wonderful sweet dad, Soapy Dollar. This is the Bible Live, and we have our guest Bruce Proctor with us tonight, who's just a really treat a treat to listen to. So, if you have any questions, call in two one zero three four zero nine five eight we're going to talk about the book of Samuel when we come back for Samuel and uh, we will hope to hear this is the Bible live with Soapy Dollar My Lord Were you there When they crucified My Lord Listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. Were you there when they took him from the cross? Welcome back to the Bible Live Quiz Were you Show. There? Sean Harrison here with. When they took Proctor him and, from and the Stacey cross. Dollar over here. Stacey Dollar Matthew, you're sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, for this song and with oh, Johnny Cash, yeah. I mean, I don't mind being Dollar. coming up. Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Another, another home run. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so that's Johnny Cash, right? That is Johnny. I John and June. John, that's June. Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Now he has ties to San Antonio, weren't they married here? In... Not him. I think it was his first wife. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Not her. You mean? Okay. Uh, that's right. well. Oh, Johnny Cash. Uh, I, I like... think they carved their. Didn't they carve their initials into a? bench that's been preserved really i think i think so it's so interesting san antonio has all of these little random little you know tidbits of history um but that's really neat thank you for that oh you're welcome you are listening to the bible live and uh, this is stacy sitting in um, for my dad he is doing well every day you know yesterday um a couple weeks ago i got to hear him sit down and work on play his piano and I mean I grew up when I lived in Los Angeles for six years I remember probably about three years in thinking what is 
missing. <laughs> I mean, a lot's missing. But, you know, what is, what is it? It's just, uh, and I lived in a little studio apartment. I mean, it, I think it was 450 square feet. It was tiny. And, uh, but I realized I don't, I, I grew up with a piano. My, my dad and my mom sitting down and, I mean, at all hours, there was always somebody playing and singing. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't singing while they were playing, it was just the playing. I always knew exactly, though, which parent who was playing because their styles are so distinct. And dad is just such a beautiful uh, piano and took up probably half of the apartment. But it was worth it because I had a piano in the apartment. I couldn't even play it very well. But um Anyway, he sat down and uh, last week, and the first time he tried to play, you know, it was pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, his right hand is, is, is what was affected. Of course, the right hand, I think, is probably where he does most of the, th- the drills and stuff, and his left would just be the chords. Well, he, he was able to play a little bit better. The other day, he came over for my uh, daughter's first birthday, mm-hmm. and he was playing, and it sounded so, so, I was always beautiful, but I... Uh, He's doing. He's doing great. He's getting all all these these little um, things that we didn't even know. You know, those kind of things we take for granted. They're they're coming back though, and so we're so appreciative. Yes. What else was it? Um, see, he had. He also prayed. He prayed for Ellie yesterday on her first birthday, and it was just the sweetest prayer. And so, and I and I, I know that he is treasuring all of your prayers and so grateful for them. Um, so thank you for that. I wanted to say that, too. Uh, but here we are. I'm with Bruce Proctor, who uh, does ministry and works alongside my parents um, out at Lackland Air Force Base. He teaches um, the basic trainees, shares the gospel with them, the good news. And he has quite a story and a testimony. We talked about that in the first segment quite a bit. So go back and listen to the podcast if you're tuning in just now and didn't get to hear because it is such a neat story. And uh, he has a lot to to share about. Uh, We're getting into the book of Samuel, and I ended the last segment. You know, Samuel's a little bit tough. I think we all feel this tension sometimes between, well, God's love and his absolute, just uh, his unconditional agape, that love that he has for us. But at the same time, he is a holy and he is a just God. And uh, so, you know, the wages of sin is death. Um, well, how, but I know I'm a sinner, so then I deserve death. And, you know, and then even though after we become a Christian, I think sometimes we still have a difficult time walking out that, um, walking the Christian life, you know, especially when we stumble. In fact, that's one of the lessons at, La- at Lackland mm-hmm. is what do we do now when we sin? Cause that's still going to be a part of, you know, as long as we're in this old body and this old world, <laughs> this broken world. Um, and so how do, how do we reconcile that? And what, how do we also, how can we walk with the assurance that we are a believer, that God, that he does indwell us and that we are, can be holy like he is holy. And I mean, Bruce was just said it so wonderfully over the break. I'm going to ask him to say it again now, but, um, you, you know, a lot of times with these things, and I had mentioned Eli's sons mm-hmm. and 
uh, they were taking the good meat, you know, and so how it kind of manifested itself was they were there were sort of rituals. I mean, God had called the people to make sacrifices a certain way and to live a certain way that set them apart from the people around them. And so he was calling them out to be holy, mm-hmm. you know, and he and and that holiness could be made manifest through doing these certain laws, through mm-hmm. keeping these certain laws. But at the heart of it, it's not so much the keeping of the laws. He knew always, all along, that we wouldn't be able to. It's no surprise to God that, you know, we we have a tendency to like a ribeye steak, <laughs> you know, or that ice cream looks really good. Mm-hmm. But so what what is the defining factor? What does what is that difference? What what is he calling us to do and how to live? Well, Jesus is concerned about our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the condition of the heart? Right. So whenever a person, and look at Samson's, I mean, uh, Eli's sons. Right. Yes, they were supposed to do the, the rituals as the law required and so forth. But um, God wanted their hearts to be right with him. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were not. Mm-hmm. So what they did, uh, they went through the rituals, but it was for their own benefit. Right. They wanted to meet and they wanted to, you know, save it. And they mistreated the people. Yes. Not that's only right. that, they were committing immoral acts with the women mm-hmm. who came there. Right. So that tells you that their hearts were not right, uh, even though they were to do the rituals. I, I think of the communion that we take today. Oh, yeah. Lots of people do that. That don't know they don't know the Lord. Mm. Even some Christians do it. They just like they just check it off. Like they say, oh, I did my right. communion like that, you know. Right. So Jesus is concerned about our hearts. Mm-hmm. Do we really love Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Mm-hmm. Are we really doing what we do because we love the Lord? Mm-hmm. And and so if, if we're just doing it out of formality, mm-hmm. just to make ourselves feel good, mm-hmm. that's not good. We we need to do it because, not only because the Lord said it, but we love to do it because we love Him. Mm-hmm. So it really boils down to <clears throat> the heart. Jesus says, do you love me from your, from your heart? I want mm-hmm. you to love me from your heart. Mm-hmm. That makes it easier to obey God. <clears throat> We're going through First John now, and mm-hmm. the two lines of thought that goes through John is, first of all, you have to have the right belief about Jesus. He is the Son of God. He was incarnated. He was God in the flesh, number one. Uh, well, the theme is fellowship. So in order to have that fellowship, you have to have, you have, to have the right beliefs about Jesus. Okay? Right. He's, he's God incarnate. Secondly, you have to walk in the light. What's that? Obeying God's commandments. Mm-hmm. What's the commandment? To love. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord and love one another. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so to answer your question, the rituals are one thing, but if you do them without a real... A heartfelt love for Jesus and for others as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's that's all it is. It's formality. Mm-hmm. He didn't give those rituals for people to do just just to do them, but mm-hmm. uh, it was to remind them of God, like you say, His holiness, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course to uh, to get closer to God. Mm-hmm. And, and and there are so many things the Old yeah. Testament taught mm-hmm. that uh, God wanted the people to remember Him. Remember they crossed yeah. uh, the Red Sea. Remember mm-hmm. they were in the wilderness. Remember they crossed the Jordan to go into the Promised Land. There's so many you know things that the law requires so the people could remember God right, and right. love Him more and come into an understanding. Yes. Uh, like you, that very, the first uh, chapter or the first uh, verse that you read for us in the first segment that John yes. that understanding of who He is that it's not in the rituals, it's not in the 
Ark of the Covenant. It's mm-hmm. not in anything. It is in Him, yes. and it's our relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And I think I go I always go back to that kind of same humility. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and even when you look at, you know, then you get into Saul and mm-hmm. David, and I think there's another great, you know, in terms of perfection or keeping of the law, neither one of mm-hmm. them. But David's heart, though, was Godward. He, he, there was humility. There was, he really desired God, mm-hmm. and he was a man after God's own heart in mm-hmm. that sense. And Saul did, did, did not, evidently. <laughs> yeah. Saul um, was uh, arrogant. Right. Uh, Saul really right. wanted to run the show, so to speak. Right. And uh, certainly he disobeyed God. He, he offered an offering, and mm-hmm. he shouldn't have done that. He should have waited for Samuel to come. And right. so Samuel told him right off the bat, he said, God has rejected you. Oh. And then later on, mm-hmm. uh, Saul had a bad spirit. Mm-hmm. The Lord allowed to, you know, right. uh, 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 torture him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then David, he did love the Lord. But when I think of how David conducted himself, he must have really struggled, mm-hmm. especially with lust. <laughs> and, and and I'm thinking of what, what Paul says in Romans chapter 7, verse 25. Paul says, with my mind, I want to serve the Lord right. with the flesh, the law of sin. And and I think of David having that same struggle. I think David gave in more than Paul because Paul was already <laughs> Right. Because uh, Paul had indwelling with the Holy Spirit. But yes, uh, so you're looking at two different kings here, and God rejected Saul because Saul's faith, and his people argue about whether Saul was saved or not. Well, personally, I believe he was, and I kind of go by what Samuel said mm-hmm. when uh, Samuel uh, came up uh, uh, from the from the dead, and he told Saul, he said, "Tomorrow you're going to be with me," you know. And I said, oh, "Okay, mm-hmm. that means that uh, Saul." So, so Saul was backsliding. Would have going to call him, uh, and but God still loved him, and, and eventually, it looks like he he did maybe go be God. with Samuel, oh, which Samuel oh, was oh, with oh, the Lord. Maybe, maybe. But God rejected oh. him to the point that he allowed an evil spirit to haunt right, Saul, right. and he couldn't really function anymore. Of course, right. eventually he, he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Lord raised up uh, David, a man with different kind of problems. You know, but mm-hmm. God used him tremendously, far more than he used Saul. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, that you know, that almost makes me think of what you said as far as, have, you know, as, far as heaven. You know, the mm-hmm. sooner that we do surrender to mm-hmm. God and the sooner that we do the sooner his yoke is easy his yes, burden is like yes. we live in that freedom mm-hmm. and in terms of a heavenly at least experience mm-hmm. we can experience that here and now mm-hmm. and so whereas it's quite the opposite when we mm-hmm. I mean earth can become a very much a hell in itself yes. um, without him mm-hmm. and uh, but it, or it can become a heaven with him <laughs> kind of thing but um, but also you know I will go ahead and read sure. a couple of questions uh, we don't have this is just the last segment and so if you know this the answers to these call in right away because we don't have too much more time I will um, and I do have there's there's a couple of books there's the Chuck Colson book uh, I believe it's How Now Shall I Live It. That, I think, must also be the title of the Francis Schaeffer one from earlier. But uh, I would, I would, you can take your choice of book, that one, or uh, Dr. Peter Kreeft is a, was a professor of mine, and he okay. has a book on um, uh, understanding the Bible, and he goes through each book. And mm-hmm. it's just really sweet. He's, it's very readable, very short. Right. But, um, so 210-340-9585. You take your choice of one of those books, 210 210- 
340-9585. The very first one is actually from the reading and psalm from this past week. And uh, it is, okay, so according to Psalm 53, what kind of person says in his heart, there is no God? And I thought that as a kind of an, you know, well, well, I'll put that out there. We'll just put that in. So if you know the answer to that one, call in 210-340-9585. And we can talk a little bit more about it when you call. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Psalm 53, what kind of person says in his heart, there is no God? And it's the very first chap- uh, very first verse of that chapter. So uh, you can look it up, too, if you don't know right off. Um, but let's also take, a, I'm going to ask a question from the verse, uh, from First from Samuel, from the readings there. Um, let's do, see, what vow did Hannah make to the Lord if he would give her a son? That's the fourth question. Let's see. So what vow did Hannah make to the Lord if he would give her a son? Mm-hmm. And that is from first Samuel one verse 11, in case you want to look it up. And if you don't know it right off, um, that is an interesting, this is, if it, this was the question that popped to my mind, or so it was kind of where I wanted to go a little bit. So I hope I'm not, this is new to Bruce. I hope I'm not, but how would you, um, and maybe this has to do with the same theme of kind of humility and the heart's position, but you know, in judges, so we, in first Samuel's coming off of the heels of judges mm-hmm. and Ruth, um, but at the you know, towards the end of Je- Judges, there was another vow that was made, Je- Je- Jephthah's vow. Jephthah's vow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one's kind of a notorious, not in a good way, mm-hmm. vow. And yet Hannah's vow here has always been sort of a sweet one. And people have, uh, and yet there are kind of two people that are, you know, making deals with God. Uh, how would you... Um, how would you distinguish those? Well, you don't make <laughs> deals with God. Right. Because <laughs> you can't keep your part. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> but, right. But yeah, we learned that uh, in Genesis, <laughs> the very first with uh, Abraham and God, right, yes, in yes. the covenant. Yes. Because Jephthah, uh, a judge, and um, he wasn't a man close to God. Right. Um, okay. And he um, made, made that vow unnecessarily. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, he, he's sort prideful, of a, kind of yeah, arrogant, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think today, careless. Uh, a lot of people somehow think they have to make a deal with God. You said make a vow, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I agree with Dr. McGee. If you do make a vow, you need to keep it, mm-hmm. but it's not necessary. Because right. you can trust God. God is faithful. Mm-hmm. We're not faithful like God is. So if God gives us an assignment, we do it without having to make a deal with God or, or make a vow. Mm-hmm. So Jephthah did that. He didn't have to. So when his daughter, when he got back and his daughter came out, he said, the first thing that comes out, I'm going to sacrifice. Well, his daughter came out. And he felt like, okay, whoa, I didn't expect that. You know, and he had to keep it. Some argued that he actually, he actually sacrificed it. Some said he, he didn't. Right. She just remained a, a, a single person mm-hmm. for the rest Never of her life. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are those who uh, I, uh, I trust that, that believe that he actually sacrificed her. There are different views on that. Right, yeah. 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 But he, he didn't have to make that vow. Right. And actually, bottom line, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannah, on the other hand, 
Uh, she was a very devout, godly mm-hmm. woman. She mm-hmm. wanted a son so bad, mm-hmm. but she wanted she she was willing to give him back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of humility, a lot of trust. Uh, mm-hmm. That's um, that's being genuine in her mm-hmm. faith, and so she. Uh, she gave him back to the Lord in the sense that he would be with Eli and he would serve the Lord there at the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, so here was a godly woman who just uh, had a broken heart because she couldn't have a son. Mm-hmm. And it seems like once she got a son, she would have said, oh, he's mine. I'm not going to give him my son. I back. know. Yeah. Yes. Can you? So she, uh, she gave him to the Lord. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, Sammy was a righteous young man and grew up there in, a, in that uh, mm-hmm. environment of corrupt priests. Right, <laughs> and yes. he grew up a godly man because God spoke to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the difference is that you had Jephthah, who was un- ungodly mm-hmm. and, and not a committed um, uh, man of God, careless, and of careless very, with it. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness, yes, mm-hmm. yes, you, yeah. And um, you had Hannah, who knew what she was doing, and she mm-hmm. she knew that she could trust God to take care of her son, and God mm-hmm. did that. But she was so happy to have mm-hmm. her son. And Aww. every year she'd go there, take him whatever mm-hmm. he needed there, you know. And so, but she wouldn't say, come on back home, I changed my mind. No, you stay right here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we today, we make, if we make a vow, we need to keep the vow. Mm-hmm. But be realistic. Don't mm-hmm. make a vow you can't keep. <laughs> and myself, I don't make vows. Just don't make <laughs> Yeah. Don't God, make, made, God made the vows. I'm going to trust his vows. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, I love that. Uh, I mean, that takes us right back to that very, to the covenant, you know, with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And uh, the that blood path, you yes, know, yes, where yes. and Abraham <laughs> realized it comes time for him to, and it says mm-hmm. that a deep... Um, what is yeah. it? A deep uh, anguish uh, came over. A deep and and he slept, mm-hmm. and then and and he could say, I think he he probably realized there's no way I can keep my end of it. Not and if God you sleep. said, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Especially if you're asleep. But God said, Don't worry. That's right. You don't have to. Yes. I'm going to keep your side for you yes. too. Yes. I'm going to be on both ends of there that. There you go. So yeah. beautiful. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I love how in first statement with Hannah. Uh, you know, scripture says that Eli saw her yes, and right. thought that she was, she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and there again, you know, instead of Hannah saying, oh, you know, or just but she I mean, could, it might have been less embarrassing to to in a way be like, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But she was just very honest. Mm-hmm. And she told Eli exactly. No, please don't think that yes. I'm just distraught. I'm praying. Mm-hmm. And she was honest and humble. Mm-hmm. And that moved Eli's heart. Yes. And I think that that's a, a, another good uh, kind of a juxtaposition like, like you said between Jephthah and Hannah that's a well said okay yeah yeah e- 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 Eli may have thought that Hannah was one of the girls his sons were oh, flirting with yeah. he may have thought that right. and, and so he assumed she was drunk right. but then she let him know no it's not mm-hmm. true you know so he was correct, and, and he believed her. He said, go mm-hmm. ahead and pray. May mm-hmm. God give you what you're praying for. Mm-hmm. But I think he thought she was one of those women that his sons were Very, <laughs> fooling around oh. with. <laughs> Eli, the, his dad, I think, said in, in the reading, Eli was a successful priest, not a successful father. No, no. Uh, which is kind of sad. But, um, you know, and that also, uh, you know, when it comes to Israel, and it's such a human, we, we do it today, too, but we tend to want to put our hopes or our 
our our, our hopes in in things in the ark mm-hmm. to the point that here was a good thing. I mean, that was given and the Israelites had the ark of the covenant mm-hmm. and uh, yet they got so prideful and they thought, well, we have the ark. There's no way that the Philistines can defeat us. And God allowed them to be defeated, allowed the Philistines to take the ark. And it is not in things. No. It is not in 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 activity. It's rituals, not in rituals. No. It is in God. It is in a active, loving, real, humble relationship mm-hmm. with God our Creator. Um through Jesus. It's always through Jesus. Yeah. Well you can't take your relationship with the Lord uh, you know lightly. Mm-hmm. Take it seriously. Right, right. <clears throat> that that helps you to stay focused and mm-hmm. stay in His Word and pray. Mm-hmm. But uh, we take it lightly; we just drift away mm-hmm. from the Lord. Okay. Well, I I think we're coming to the end of our segment, so I will quickly. It is that uh, the fool says in their heart that there is no God, and uh, Hannah, uh, the vow that she made was that she would dedicate um, the her sons or her child's life Mm -hmm. to God. Um, And I think he might have been the first Nazarite and it would not cut his hair. And so like, uh, like Samson, Samson. well, Samson was already before, so this wouldn't have, but Samson um, was a Nazarite. Mm -hmm. But that is Mm -hmm. the, uh, let's see. So that is, through Samuel. Uh, this next week, we're going to finish up the book of First Samuel and go sure. into Second Samuel. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, um, neat, I, I think some of my favorite moments are just hearing David. You know, he's kind of on the run in a lot of Samuel. Of mm-hmm. And many of the Psalms that are written are during That's this right. time when David is on the run. I, I like right. to keep that in mind. Bruce, thank you so much. Well, you You've just been me. wonderful. Thank you all for listening and come back next Sunday, 9 to 1030. We'll be here <laughs> and read with us this week. We'd love to have you along. Have a great week. Get well, Soapy. <laughs> <laughs> The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.